We're reading from John chapter 12, verses 24 to 26, and we are reading from the message translation. Listen carefully. Unless a grain of wheat is buried in the ground, dead to the world, it is never any more than a grain of wheat. But if it is buried, it sprouts and reproduces itself many times over. In the same way, anyone who holds on to life just as it is destroys that life. Sorry, my phone just did something weird and I'm not used to reading the Bible from my phone. Sorry, I'll just read that again. But if it is buried... It sprouts and reproduces itself many times over. In the same way, anyone who holds on to life just as it is destroys that life. But if you let it go, reckless in your love, you'll have it forever, real and eternal. If any of you wants to serve me, then follow me. Then you'll be where I am ready to serve at a moment's notice. The Father will honour and reward anyone who serves me. Thank you for that, Joy. Well, today, the 31st of December 2023, marks a season of endings, doesn't it? The end of the year, the close of 2023, a full 365 days done. Time to put away the calendar Time to say goodbye to the year that was, and I wonder how you feel about that. Are you thankful for the year that was, grateful for what's happened in it, Uh, or was it a rough year and you're glad to say goodbye to it? Or probably most of us are in that mixed place, eh, of some frustrations, some disappointments, some grief, but lots to be thankful for as well. In some ways, today is a day of dying, dying to this year. We will never live this year again. We will never have these days again. They've been lived and this chapter is closing. Our Bible, our Bible reading from John 12 today uh, reminds us that endings and deaths are part of life, sometimes even necessary for life and good for life. The story of Father Damien is an amazing example of a grain of wheat buried in the ground, in the soil, dead to the world and all the world can offer, but sprouting life, reproducing life, and him experiencing fullness of life. Apparently, he could have left like there were three others lined up to take his place, and they were going to be rotated through. But he said, no, I don't want to be rotated out. I want to stay here. He had a sense of life in that place. And then he would have that in the world to come as well. So let's just ponder Father Damien for a moment. I'm going to get you to chat again. Father Damien had to die to some things in order for life to come. So my two questions are this. What what did Father Damien die to? And what new life grew from his dying? So just for a minute, chat again with somebody next to you. What did he die to and what new life came from his dying? Okay, can people just call out a few things that he would have had to die to in order to live the life that he lived? Yeah. Yeah. He he died to sort of reprieve and relief from the endless serving and the endless needs. Yeah, he did die to that. Yeah. 
Yeah, he just had to surrender that worry completely and die to it. Yeah. Yeah, Jesh. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely. He would he would never hold his family again. Yeah. He died to any uh, dreams for his own family, you know, having his own children, uh, died to ever being back in his homeland, died to any sort of um, probably respect or dignity because a lot of people would not have wanted to be near him. Like he became a leper, so, you know, he became one of the untouchables. So he died to all that. What's the life then that came from his dying? All those dyings that he had. So they had a sense of life from his dying. And then there's all the practical things, the houses that got built, the churches that got built, um, the proper burials, the safer communities. You know, when Jesus says these words in John 12, he's calling his followers to let go of the things that we as humans hold dear and to step out believing that life will come from our dying. And he asks the same of us today. There's things that the Spirit of God calls all of us as his people to die to. Things like the relentless pursuit of fame or wealth or a life pursuing pleasure, a life putting myself first. And then there's specific callings like the specific calling that Father Damien had. Father Damien, though, chose his dying, didn't he? He believed God was calling him to it. And he chose to respond to be a minister to lepers, to live and die with them. That was his choice. He chose to die to like a normal life in order to know a better life, a life of giving to others, that others would know love and hope. But sometimes we end up faced with types of dying that we didn't choose. The loss of health, for example. A marriage that is less than we'd hoped for. A child with disabilities. Careers that didn't work out, dysfunction in relationships, mental health struggles, those are not of our choosing. Yet they're all deaths as well. They're deaths of dreams, deaths of ideals, deaths of hopes, deaths of plans. And even usual things involve deaths, like I've said. Today is like a little death, the dying to 2023. The letting go of youth and vitality as we get older. That's something that all of us go through. Or the dying of the honeymoon stage in a marriage. You can never have that again. Once that's gone, those first few years, that's gone. And that's a death to, to that part of the marriage. Children leaving home. Life involves dying. I've been reading this great Catholic author recently by the name of Ronald Rollheiser. And he's got some really great reflections on the dying that life requires of us. So have a listen to this, and I've put it up here because I think it's really good. And it's about three screens or four maybe, so it's long, but it's good. Here we go. It's cruel to talk about death, but it's crueler still not to. Adult life is not child's life. As adults, we are asked to die, and like Christ, we sweat blood about it. Physical death is only one part of it. We are dying all the time, struggling painfully to let go of youth, health, daydreams, impossible dreams, infatuations, romances, honeymoons, and in the end of life itself. No one lets go easily. Ernest Becker contends that the denial of death is the primary repression within Western culture, and that from that repression come the majority of our psychological ailments. He's right. We don't accept death. We deny, we daydream mummify, 
pretend, cling, drug, refuse to wake up and do everything except accept that we must let go. Two images describe us. The first is that of Mary Magdala on Easter morning, wanting desperately to cling to the Jesus she had known rather than accepting the resurrected one. The second is that of mummification, like the ancient Egyptians who reacted to death by embalming and mummifying their dead, we tend to embalm and mummify what has died in us. The proper response to death in all its kinds is not these postures, but the acceptance of the Paschal or Easter mystery. Terminal death is death that ends life, ends possibilities. Paschal death is real death, something precious dies. However, in this kind of death, there is in the dying an opening to new life. In Paschal death, there is always a birth as well. Just as in childbirth, a woman loses her child even in giving it birth. The Paschal mystery, the passage through death to new life, though normally associated with Christ's death and resurrection, is in its wider sense a natural mystery. All reality grows and deepens through it. When we stop clinging, when we give ourselves over to God and trust, new life will be conceived and a new spirit will be released. Death will be Paschal and not terminal. And so I found that quite profound, and I wanted us to just reflect on that this morning and ask ourselves the question, what might be dying in us or has already died in us at the moment? And I wonder how we're going with that, that dying. As I shared a few months back, I had a significant season of dying uh, when my physical and mental health meant I had to stop almost everything in life about five years ago. And the dying to productivity and uh, involvement was a huge struggle. Eventually, new life came, but it was a different life. Ultimately, a better life, but not the life I had before, which was fast and packed and uh, full of adrenaline and a bit more breathtaking, like it was quite fun. It felt quite important to be so busy and multitasking, racing here and there and taking on lots of different projects and helping all sorts of people, but that life died. And I had to grieve it and let it go. In letting go and trusting God, we're choosing to not cling to what we had, to grieve it, to lament it, and then to release it. And that grieving and lamenting can take a while, sometimes years, but we can be reborn, and a new spirit can come into us for the new life that we have. Let's just go back to Father Damien for a moment. He chose to be the seed that died, and much beauty came from his life. And many of us will likewise choose to deny ourselves for the sake of Jesus and his ways. Some of those denials may be really little. Um, Here's one for you. I choose to die to my cell phone. Maybe that's not so little. (laughs) Um, I choose to not let it rule me. Um, And so some people I know choose to parent their cell phone. My cell phone goes to bed like a small child at 8.30 at night in a room away from where I sleep. And I wake it up at 7 in the morning. And in that way, it's not the last thing I see before I sleep. And it's not the first thing I see when I wake. And putting habits in place like that, small deaths, Enable God to bring new things in because I now have space first thing in the morning and last thing at night for reflection and prayer 
and Facebook is not the last thing I see for the day, and it's not the first thing I see for the morning. Some of the deaths that we choose to die are bigger. Choosing not to marry someone who's not a believer in Jesus, that's a big death to die and has huge consequences for some people. Uh, Choosing not to pursue a high-earning, high-powered career in order to have time to serve the local community or the local church. Or choosing to be abnormally generous if you do pursue a high-powered and high-earning career. But there will be those things in life that we don't choose to die to, that we end up dying to anyway. And in those places, there is the possibility for terminal death, where we just can't let go and can't release and are clinging furiously and embalming our dead lives. Or the paschal resurrection death, where something has died, but into that place God can breathe a new spirit and life over time as we grieve and release to him. And so let's finish this year talking about death (laughs) on a day that's meant to be a day of celebration, and Tina's making us think about death. Um, and I want us to just reflect on a couple of questions as, um, as I just close off. Is there a death you are being called to at the closing of this year? Is there a death that you are being called to? Are you being wooed by the Spirit of Jesus onto a path of dying to self and being made, being asked to make a choice to die to our world, to our pref- your own preferences, to some of the goals for your life like Father Damien? Is there that calling for you to choose? Or, second question, is there a death that's already happened to you or that you're in the middle of, not of your own choosing, where something is gone, a stage of life, a person, a dream, and you need to release it and receive a new spirit for the life you actually have? It could be considered a bit gloomy for me to talk about this on the last day of the year, but my purpose in talking about death is really to talk about life. We've been in the Gospel of John all year, and John just talks about life, life, life. Jesus promised that in him we would have life and have it to the full. Fullness of life, a spring bubbling up within us. Inward renewal, rebirth, now in this life and in the life to come. Tomorrow, 1st of January, 2024, will be about new beginnings. The start of a new year, new things, new possibilities, new goals, new dreams. But my wondering today is whether the new things that we long for will be possible without the dying and grieving and releasing that almost always comes first. And so I invite you today to pause and reflect Is God calling you to die to something in order to know and give life like Father Damien? Or has something already died that God longs to breathe life into if only you would release it to him and trust him with it? I just want to add that my intention on this day of celebration is not to take us to our place of deepest trauma and pain. This is just a nudge this morning. This is just a nudge. And over the summer, away from our usual work and our packed schedules, often there's space to reflect. And this is a wondering for you to just tuck away. 
and to pull out during a moment of space where you have time to reflect? Am I being called to choose a dying? Am I being called to release something that's already died in order that I might find new life? And we're going to prayerfully bring this to our loving God now as we call Karen and the team up uh, for a time of reflection and worship. And I'm just going to pray as they come. Lord, when you call us to something hard, you're really calling us to something good. And we know that. But the journey to get there is often still really hard. And I pray for each of us as we consider the challenge of Father Damien's life and the choices that he made to die to what is normal and what is usual, what our world would consider even good and right and healthy. He chose to die to those things and became that, that seed planted in the ground that gave life, that sprouted and became a huge blessing and source of hope for many others. And we thank you for his example. And Lord, if you're calling us into a choice to deny ourselves, Lord, we pray that over the summer period you would, as we give you space, Speak to us more on that. And Lord, for those of us who have things in our lives that have already died that we have not yet released to you, I pray you help us on that journey, that we would find life. Spirit of God, we open ourselves to you. You promise us life that bubbles up within us. that outwardly we might be wasting away, but inwardly we're being renewed day by day. Lord, we want that to be our reality. Lead us, Spirit of Jesus. <laughs>